Welcome back to New Rockstars. Spider-Man No Way Home looks more and more like the wildest crossover event in the history of Marvel Studios' Sony collaborations, but how the hell does it make any sense with whatever Sony shenanigans they're pulling with Craven the Hunter and Venom and Carnage? Like, should we all just take a cue from Kevin Feige and just, like, nod along to everything Amy Pascal's saying as if we're all in on this secret plan? <laughs> this is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the movies that we love. I'm Eric Voss, and helping me figure out Sony's secret plan today is a panel including MT. Hey, what's going on, guys? Let's go rogue. Let's go rogue. Let's do it! Also, Jessica Clemens. Arr, arr. Let's go roll! <laughs> arr, arr. And our buddy Tommy Bechtold. Hello, everyone. I look forward to going rogue with you today. <laughs> Tommy, is everything okay? Does Philip have a have a have a resistance band ready to just I feel like there's a gun pointed at him. It's like, please, no, be it's just, it's just a new me. It's a new Tommy. I am no longer out of control. I'm not going to say unhinged things anymore. And uh, you can expect just some very vanilla, calm takes from me from now on. Wow, I wow. hate this Tommy. Yeah, we'll this fix is... that by the end of this. We'll, we'll get you... We'll this from going this reminds me of that SpongeBob where, where he's like normal and smooth. Smooth SpongeBob. He's like, hi, I'm normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about this guy. Spider-Man No Way Home and whatever Sony's plan is. Because Sony executive Sanford Penich said in an interview this week that they actually do have a plan to link Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven the Hunter mm. and Venom and Carnage and Morbius Living Vampire to the MCU-based world of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And this executive said, quote, there actually is a plan. Yeah. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. So, okay, what is this mystery plan? Uh, and what do you think this tells us about Spider-Man No Way Home when it comes out this December? I feel like they're just saying that we have a plan just because they know it's going to be the multiverse. And they're like, yeah, a lot has come out. And it's like, well, yeah, we know it's, we're going to get into the multiverse, but I think they're playing with these characters. If they're supposed to all come together, I feel like the only way they can come together is if in uh, Let There Be Carnage, Carnage like finds a, um, finds a new person to attach to that's not Cletus. And then in the next film, he gets together with Kraven to destroy uh, Venom. And I think the way they'll get Craven involved is by being like, this is the ultimate hunt. Don't you want to do this? And he'll be like, yeah, this is a crazy ass guy. I would like to kill him. And that's when they bring in Morbius to be on like Venom's side, but he's not really on anyone's side. I think Venom's just using him to be like, how can I beat these two monsters when I'm just one symbiote? And he'll be like, well, here's a, a few concoctions I can give you. But that is truly like the only way I think they can have all four of these people meet up. And it's also still Sony, not really MCU. So it's like, you guys still have these properties. You can still work with them without having to like get too into the MCU stuff right now. So you're thinking uh, kind of symbiote war or some kind of symbiote yeah, infection kind of. that uh, jumps from person to person and then that kind of yeah. bridges them? I don't, yeah, because I don't think Carnage is going to die and let there be Carnage. So it's like, what other way can they all be grouped together? Like, truly, what other way can they? I mean, multiverse is still the answer all of us seem to still be going to when it comes to No Way yeah. Home and all, how Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx are coming into that story. But that is not an answer yet. It's more of a question. Like, okay, <laughs> so what's the multiverse going to look like and why is it coming in just because Dr. Strange? That doesn't answer the question of why we need Peter Parker, who's just been unmasked at the end of Far From Home. That doesn't seem like, oh, multiverse is the next step from that. It seems like Fugitive Peter is the next step from that. 
So mm -hmm. I'm still kind of curious. They must have some kind of narrative plan for why the multiverse mm -hmm. has to be in this next threequel for uh, Tom mm -hmm. Holland. Well, uh, Eric, you if, any thoughts if, on that? if you don't mind, I, uh, I'll i interject here because if you, those of you that watch Rogue Theory religiously, as I do, will recall a theory I had uh, six <laughs> to seven months ago where I explained why uh, at least Eddie Brock and Venom are going to come into Peter Parker's orbit. Uh, and that is because I believe that Eddie Brock is going to be the muckraking journalist that exonerates Peter Parker for the murder of uh, Mysterio. Oh. I believe the journalistic instinct in a kind of a reverse from the uh. comics where they're adversaries. I believe that this one is going to have Eddie Brock become friend to Peter Parker. I mean, we've already established now that Venom is good in this universe, right? Like Venom is a, at least he's chaotic neutral. Like he's not, uh, he, maybe his instincts are to do bad, but as long as he's bonded with Eddie Brock, he's going to be uh, on the side of good. So I think that we will see Craven and Carnage possibly team up as Jessica said, but Spider-Man's going to need some help too. And in that case, he's already got a friend in Eddie Brock, maybe mm. in one of the final scenes of, uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe in the final scenes of uh, uh, final scenes of Spider-Man Three, we're gonna get a Eddie Brock possibly saying like, "Hey, kid, if you ever need me, just reach out." And where does he gonna? Where is he gonna need him when he's literally being hunted by two of the most dangerous people on earth? Now, where does Mo Mobius, <laughs> the, the living vampire, come from? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Jared Leto's handsome. Maybe he's doing some modeling. <laughs> maybe he's just doing a modeling job. Nearby, maybe he's just on a poster. Yes, as Morbius. Yeah. As he, he's just doing a he's yeah. doing a thirty seconds to Mars yeah. video or something. I'm not sure. I don't really have that, but uh, yeah. I I do believe that I believe the connection Tommy, to yeah. all of this starts with Eddie and Peter. Yeah, Tommy, I think that's a really good answer for why Eddie Brock needs to meet Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Those narrative implications mm -hmm. seem directly dovetailed for me. Uh, and I guess the implication of that answer would be all these other characters in the Sony spinoff movies. Um, they just haven't met Peter Parker yet, but that he does kind of exist in their world. They just haven't been in New York or they haven't, you know, gone to that part of Queens in particular, just haven't crossed paths yet. Do we think, I want to ask you guys, do you think it's possible that in their universes that the Peter Parker of that universe might be dead in each of those spinoff universes? Yes, I, I very much think that. so. He's probably dead. This is the main reason why we don't see Peter Parker in the Venom universe is because he probably was murdered, maybe by the, the Inheritors, which is what I think could mm. be the reason, um, it could be this link to why these actors that have played Spider-Man villains in the past are coming into the MCU because um, if you remember from the original Spider-Verse story, the Inheritors use Spider-Man villains as hunting dogs, or at least Verna mm -hmm. did, the Inheritor, um, to hunt down um, spider totems across the Spider-Verse. So maybe we can see a variation of this where, um, you know, these Inheritors are using these various Spider-Man villains from across the universe to hunt down Spider-Man while he's on the run from the government as well. So he's just like, I am being chased by all of these weird forces that are after me. Um, and he doesn't quite understand um, the full scope at the beginning. But yeah, I think that that'd be a really fun way to, uh, you know, sort of tease that like the multiverse exists. And though like those versions of, you know, uh, Spider-Man villains that would be hunting Spider-Man, you could reuse those actors in, you know, a different universe movie because the multiverse existed. So like just because they were to appear as an inheritor um, hunting dog, for lack of a better term, um, in, you know, Spider-Man 3. It doesn't mean we can't have a different, you know, um, Craven universe, uh, Craven mm -hmm. 
with his own solo movie that is completely separate from that character that is introduced. I think that, you know, with the Spider-Verse, there, there's a lot of opportunity for recasting in that way, which is really interesting. Yeah. But anyway. MT, I think that gives a really good answer for, you know, why the Spider-Verse is necessary in this story. Mm. Like, I, I'm kind of feeling like maybe Peter Parker in this universe is on the run and that the inheritors are targeting universes where that particular Peter Parker is specifically vulnerable mm. compared to other universes where he's like on top of his game. He's still mm. kept the secret, you know, he's yeah. not a fugitive. Uh, he didn't boneheadly mm. hand off Tony Stark's glasses <laughs> just based off some bullshit story about coming from the multiverse. Uh, but yeah, I, that's what I kind of want because I think we all on some level want a multiverse story, a spider, mm. a live action Spider-Verse, but Into the Spider-Verse mm -hmm. did such a good job having this kind of simple, I guess you could say simple story of Kingpin trying to resurrect his, uh, his wife and his kid mm. and then using a Hadron Collider to split into different dimensions to try to snatch him from those dimensions and have a, a collision there. Mm. But like, what are you going to do in the live action version? Mm. Another version of that where some lab experiment causes the realities <laughs> to collide? Mm. Are you going to rely on WandaVision events and Multiverse of Madness events? Yeah. We don't know if Sony's going, has got to look at the playbook as much of what Kevin Feige's cooking up in his other titles. So I'm not really sure how much it's going to overlap with what the rest of the MCU is doing. Um, so I like MT's idea of it, just this external force, this external conflict of like the, the multiverse is something that's just already in perpetuity outside of our reality and that our reality now in the MCU is just being targeted by these events, hmm. specifically because Peter's on the run. Well, what's also notable is that like, you know, these these inheritor um, people uh, exist outside of the MCU. And with Loki, we're getting introduced to the first beings that exist outside of the MCU, one of the many beings that exist outside of like the main core universe and that's the TVA. So like the inheritors are sort of like the TVA in, in that sense that they exist mm -hmm. outside of um of the entire multiverse. So yeah. um you know with with Loki where there is some some type of precedent being sent for for beings like that. What's stopping this from just being Sony's own coming? Um I guess in that regards. I guess it doesn't have to connect to Loki because they're doing their own thing. It seems like Sony likes to take those characters that mm. we don't really know much about or that people aren't that excited about and try to inflate them to be bigger things. So either if it's for money or if it's for just like merchandising, they choose these characters specifically maybe because Marvel wouldn't really, or the MCU mm. wouldn't really take them. So what's stopping Sony from just creating these four properties just so they can start doing their Miles yeah. Morales. That's the thing. Nothing's stopping them at all, other than I think a current fan attachment to Tom Holland. In right. fact, mm. they are contracted to pay him a certain yeah, exactly. to appear in No Way Home, and uh, a future Marvel team-up movie beyond that. I think is what his contract is. But well, you're right, Jessica. I think mm -hmm. what Sony has done in the past is just kind of identify whatever they can get from the MCU and pair them up with their Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and try to get the most out of it. Whether yeah. that's you know. Uh, Tony Stark, whether that's the scrolls and Nick Fury, um, and the events of Endgame, like the aftermath of Endgame, and now it's uh, Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of the big question mm. at the back of our minds is like, why else would you bring Doctor Strange in this movie if not to explore the multiverse? Just to see him perform the Winds of Watoom yeah. and the Crimson Bands of Sidorak? <laughs> is that what we're most excited to see? It's, it's just for a magic show. It's Peter's Good birthday. It's like, Good hey, enough for me. you brought a magician. <laughs> I, I just like it. I just want to see what cool haircut he has. That's all I care about. Also, side note, it was Tom Holland's birthday yesterday. Oh my God. Happy old. birthday, Tom Holland. 
Yeah, we you. know it's Tom Holland's birthday this week because we were all hoping there would be a No Way Home trailer on that day, but no. SMH, let us down, Aww. Sony. And Tom Holland, just kidding, not Tom Holland. You let us down, Tom Holland. <laughs> nope, you did. Tom Holland, I'm talking to you. You're 25 now. I can yeah. talk shit. Was there an age limit for talking shit? It's like, you know what? I'm going to hold you because you're 24. But next year, next year, Tom, better watch out. You just wait. As soon as you can rent a car, you can talk shit. That's that's a good rule. That's a good rule. I get trolled every once in a while by the kid who played Billy in WandaVision. And he's a kid. And he's a good actor. And he seems like a really nice kid. But you can't like, talk I get him. it. I always take it because, you know, I honestly deserve it. But uh, two, it's like, I'm not going to yell back at a kid. Are you crazy? No way. <laughs> he's what great, am I gonna, What am I going to fight a child him. over he's Twitter? Such a great he's, he's <laughs> I would actually pay to see you get in a Twitter fight with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> a Twitter war between. <laughs> Anywho, well, I think we covered some interesting theories for what Sony's plan may be. And we can conclude at least that Sony's plan is to not correctly deliver on fan expectations of when their <laughs> marketing materials might come out. No. Uh, but... Someday they will. So I think the roguest of those theories was probably MT, right? For bringing in those characters. Oh, thanks. Um, so rogue that I honestly think that might be the plot of Into the Spider Verse 2, the second animated film. Because honestly, that kind of seems like yes. perfect for that, but in the live action too. <laughs> I just want to see the inheritors so badly because, like, that's one of the first <laughs> stories I read when I first got into comics. So, mm. yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. Um, now we're going to talk some more about uh, Marvel's future on Disney Plus in the series Moon Knight. But first, a quick shout out to our merch partners, Epic Hero Merch, which uh, you can find all of our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. We have a special limited edition Loki-inspired design dropping very soon. Uh, you can find all of our great merch options, including the shirt I'm wearing, at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Okay, and we want to thank some people who helped us make this episode. Our friends at Upstart, thank you for sponsoring this episode. Paying off debt can feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates can keep you in an endless cycle of debt. Well, Upstart can help get you out of that cycle and get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidated and high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart looks at your income and employment history instead of just your credit score. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. Receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. That's upstart.com slash rogue theory. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. We also want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this video. So coming out of the last year of being stuck indoors with our family or roommates, I think we're all valuing privacy more than ever. You know who doesn't value privacy that much? Internet service providers don't value privacy that much. They know every single website you visit. They're judging you. They're all snickering about it. And then they, they write uh, mean things about you in their little <laughs> slam books. And then they sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who also all get on that little laugh train and make fun of you and write little uh, entries in the slam books and sell that to other third parties. And then that information is just out there in the world and in forever and ever being sold to rogue parties. And, and your life is ruined, right? This just well, turned into the plot of Mean Girls. <laughs> mm -hmm. Life is Mean Girls. Don't you forget it. Well, ExpressVPN prevents all that by creating a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet 
so your online activity cannot be seen by anyone. It's super easy to use. Just fire up the app, click one button, and it's rated number one by CNET Wired and The Verge. It works on phones, laptop, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. It's one of the fastest VPNs out there. You're gonna love it. At New Rockstars, we use ExpressVPN on all our devices, and its speed and its ease of use have been a total game changer for us. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash rogue today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash rogue. And you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash rogue. And we want to thank our friends at Blue Chew for sponsoring this video. So our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news! Blue Chew is chewable, <laughs> just like it says in the name. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special <laughs> deal for our audience. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code rogue at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code rogue to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Let's get very serious and talk about Oscar Isaac playing Moon Knight. In yes. Awesome. So Oscar Ooh, posted a selfie with babe. a collection of Moon Knight art. And everyone's like, whoa, it's confirmed that Oscar Isaac's playing Moon Knight. <laughs> For the fourth time, this was confirmed. But people need to write headlines. They get it. Um, but it has left us wondering what's going on with this show. You know, Ethan mm. Hawke is going to be playing some mystery villain on the series. And we don't know really anything about it um other than what we know from comics um mm. so uh i want us to talk about moon knight right now who do you think ethan hawk what villain is he gonna play and how do you think this series is gonna tie into the rest of the mcu because at the moment i'm having trouble making the connection as we all know moon knight is a uh is a mercenary who returns back to america and uses his money from a mercenary to, to accrue a small fortune becoming a bit of a, a a millionaire maybe a billionaire and who do rich people hang out with eric other rich people bring in Ethan Hawke. You're not going to waste <laughs> Ethan Hawke on some no-name character. You're going to give him a big banger. And this is why I think Ethan Hawke is not just coming in for Moon Knight. I think Ethan Hawke is coming in for many, many, many Marvel movies as we introduce him as the character Norman Osborn. Heard of him? Wow! Oh of my him? God! Okay. I mean, how great that he's works. he's a great age. He's the perfect age to play him. He can play him in like nine more movies if we want. We can introduce Harry Osborn, his son. I don't know. Find a hot young actor to play him or actress. <laughs> I don't care. And maybe it's Harry and Osborne. It's 2021, baby. There are no rules. Yeah, I would love a Harry and Osborne. Not even gonna lie. Sorry. <laughs> this is a great rogue theory. I love that idea. That's, I mean, look, if for Willem Dafoe to come in as Norman Osborne in No Way Home, I'd love some version of that, but I don't know if he's like gonna be the permanent Norman Osborne of the MCU. I mm. think Ethan Hawke, Norman Osborne, makes a shit ton of sense. I love oh, that hell idea. Yeah. I thought it would be fun. And I think, because I was staying in the realm of Moon Knight, I think it would be fun. Okay, so yeah, we got we got Ethan Hawke, right? You know who steals mm. each other's roles? Ethan Hawke 
and Kevin Bacon. Mm. I feel like they both audition for the same stuff. And I think it's because they both <laughs> are these like skinnier, older white men that play the mm. role of villain with a lot of money very well. So I think he would be playing, yes, correct, a very mm. wealthy man. And I think that wealthy man would be Midnight Man. I think it would be very fun if he's playing Midnight Man from uh, Moon Knight. Because I think Ethan Hawke would play a great character that's just ha very wealthy and not trying to mm. steal for more money, just stealing because he wants to own everything. And then I don't think he would be the heart of the villain for it because it's a series and Midnight <laughs> is or, uh, Midnight Man is not that cool. Um, I think uh, it would be like the fact that he'd be the miniature part and the bigger villain would be Bushman because they worked together mm. some at one point to like try to defeat mm. Moon Knight. It doesn't work. But I feel like that's mm. what they would do for the series is like, Oh, here's multiple villains, but mm, one I think Ethan Hawke would be playing idea. the Nightman. Like okay, that. okay, That's I do it. like that. That's a really good idea. I think that Ethan Hawke could actually be playing. You know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, 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 to take your your thing, Eric, but. He could be playing Mephisto, though. What? He could be playing Mephisto. You know. It's he's, just he's just saying that. He's just saying that. He's just saying that to make you be, happy. He would be a great Mephisto. You know, we are getting into the realm of, like, gods and, like, supernatural elements. You know, Thor 4 is going to get into the whole god elements. So, like, maybe the events of Thor 4, something happens to, like, you know, all these pantheons. And uh, Khonshu and, you know, Mephisto are affected. And so, like, now mm -hmm. enter Moon Knight, who now has to deal with the fallout of Thor 4, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mephisto is just like, hmm, let's use this Mephisto. crazy guy to buy ends. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but I think that Mephisto is, you know, he's definitely coming. He's got to be coming. I would love to see Mephisto in this realm. That would be very fun. And I feel like... Well, would he? He wouldn't lose to Moon Knight if we had to put those two against each know, other, right? I would. Okay. That's just. Easy okay. yeah. I'm just like you know pandering exactly. to the host, like hey, that's it's a heavy hand. And it's <laughs> you are. Let me tell you about Midnight Man. For a long portion of his life, he lived in the sewers as a possum man. So he was just collecting trash instead of treasures. What's better than that's you, MT? What's better than man that collects trash over treasure. <laughs> this was an inside joke. It's not, it's not me coming at MT saying that he's a raccoon man. Uh, yes. But he, he's the one that said he lived at the YMCA. Now, what would be funny is if they introduce the Marvel villain Sun King as the villain of Moon Knight, which is, oh. you know, he's a prop, he's a uh, Moon Knight villain. And what's great, and you know, the way they should, they should do this is yeah. in the fashion of, uh, what do you call the show? Why am I blanking on it? Yes! Oh my God. In, we do it in the fashion of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia no, with Dayman oh and Nightman. Oh God, Night stop <laughs> it. No. Because no, Sunny King is the sun, sun avatar and Moon Knight's the moon avatar. So we do Dayman, Doctor of the Nightman. <laughs> Champion of the sun. <laughs> the idea of Moon Knight with his cape coming through. Yes. And then Ethan Hawke in a full we gotta yellow just do a suit. Play. <laughs> a stage okay. play. Okay. Of Moon Knight. Okay. Who needs training day when you have this? Uh. Who needs any Ethan Hawke film when you got this? Okay, never mind. MT uh, gets my point. You know I love Mephisto. I'm always looking for a way for him to get into the MCU. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of him showing up in Moon Knight just because Moon Knight, it seems steeped in Egyptian mythology as opposed to right. uh, Christiano, Judeo-Christian mm -hmm. uh, mythology that WandaVision was honestly heading towards. You've had your opportunity there. Um, you should have done it. 
Unless, unless they kind of do something that like the Exorcist did, and they had that demon Pazuzu based in the Middle East, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe that could be some kind of link there. It's all linked mm. to the same mythology. Oh, but I honestly, of these three ideas, I gotta they say could. Tommy's uh, Norman Osborn, Ethan oh. Hawke. That was think of very that good. Honestly, yes. gets the yes. point. Absolutely, absolutely, I support uh-huh. no side. Yes, <laughs> thank you, thank um, you. That's the one I most want. I, think. I tricked you. I said I wasn't going to go rogue, and then I went the most rogue of all. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> we got bamboozled by the Tommy machine. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> now comes the time for rogue questions, in which hey. Austin producer Zach comes up with some really funny questions that. Don't always have easy answers to come up with, but there's no way Zach's watching this late in the episode. Let's test him to see if he comments on us. We'll leave our little Zach attack here. No one tweet him about it. Let's see if he watches. Well, we got two questions. First, the Disney Plus Secret Invasion series is reported to have the working title of Jambalaya. In the Bizarro universe where the series is actually an MCU cooking show, which character do you think would make the best chef in the MCU? Honestly, let's get a cooking show with Wanda and Vision because we sort of saw that in Civil War with the little with a little pinch of paprika, you know what I mean, when they're cooking together. So we have we a saw little, it in Wanda Vision too, the um, the eggs Julian or whatever. Yeah, so like those are a cooking duo if I've ever seen one. So let's get a little uh, cooking show with Wanda yeah. and Vision. You know who I think would be an excellent mm. cook, and I have no evidence of this. Jimmy Woo. Yes, I feel like. I feel like that mother, he can cook it up and he'd do it randomly. Cause I feel like at it, like he, yeah, he's this funny character with all these bits, but then like, if he was, if he was staying up and you guys were doing something like studying or whatever, he would come with like an, om- a Denver <laughs> omelet, toast of sourdough bread an English muffin and jam that yeah. he made oh, yeah. himself. Yeah, for sure. So 100%. I think Jimmy Woo, I would want him to cook for me. For for me, I think there's a there's a one obvious answer, and that is uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, for two reasons. One, his arm is basically a Cuisinart. Uh, it can do uh, has multiple functions. God knows what it can. We know what it can be. It can slice. It can dice. Two, he's from a bygone era where they cook things so rich with so much butter and so much like gravy and grease, like all of the cooking from the forties was made with love to like be 8,000 calories. So the food, like the pies and savory food. Yeah, that's right. Made they put, they put mayonnaise and everything. They put salad and jello. I want Bucky Barnes doing some 1940s delicious <laughs> cooking for us. Yo, let's get Bucky Barnes, pa- Paula Dean crossover. Yes. Maybe not Paula Dean. Never mind. <laughs> maybe not Paula Dean. She's never mind. We don't want maybe that. Not, I forgot about that. Paula Dean. No, never mind. we don't want that. about no, Paula no, Dean. Yeah. No. If anything, Paula Dean wishes she grew up there during the time that uh, Bucky grew wow. up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! You're making it worse. You're making it worse. Used to make it mm, delicious. Oh no. Well, I'm giving Jessica the point here, so we're yeah. all tied up. Um, sure. And speaking oh of um, people saying things they probably regret. Uh, so Marvel <laughs> Studios head Kevin Feige uh, just said in an interview that the title WandaVision was, according to him, inspired by Spike Lee's Black Klansman because, to quote him, quote, they just mushed those two words together and the audience just accepts that as the title. I know that's the weirdest connection ever, but that's how it came about. <sighs> Yikes! Wow. 
So, uh, your <laughs> challenge is to uh, pretend you are Kevin Feige's publicist uh -huh. and uh, throw together the apology this guy needs to give right now. Okay, oh, oh, okay. I'll, 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 go, I'll go first. Uh, first. First things first, uh, well, we want to point out some things Kevin has done right. Uh, we want to point out some things Kevin has done right. He did not cast uh -huh. Ellie Kemper as Scarlet Witch. He did not cast oh Ellie Kemper God. as Scarlet Witch. <laughs> He, oh he, he also he also he rejected the Russo brothers <laughs> original claim to call Avengers Endgame Avengers do the right thing. He rejected that. He he said no to that. He said that was not okay. So Kevin, uh, he makes some mistakes, but he also does a lot of good things. So, you know, you take the good, you take the bad and you add them up. And what do you have? Kevin Feige. I don't know if that would get him out of the hole, but I think okay. it's a good first start. What okay. else we got? I think I can I think I can get him out of the hole. I know what you guys are thinking. Um, but you have to understand he's forty seven years old. And he's from a different time. We found Kevin Feige. Forty seven is much in older in Hollywood. <laughs> Shut up. Forty seven in Hollywood is uh -huh. like uh one hundred and three. So you have to please give him a break. I mean, did you see his post when Chadwick Boseman passed away? It was so great. Um, did you see what he did for WandaVision? Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Uh, <laughs> what? You guys don't understand how much he puts on the line. And he does it for you. Wow. Damn. Marvel Cinematic Universe, more like Marvel Cinematic Family. I think in both these cases, we're kind of steering more into uh, <laughs> digging him a bit deeper, maybe. <laughs> save him, MT, save him. I honestly, if I was Kevin Feige's publicist, I'd just be like, uh, whoops. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that shit. Uh, remember when he made Black Panther? That was great. Let's just forget that he said that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda forever, bye everybody. <laughs> and at the end they go, Wakanda forever, am I right? Am I right? I think uh, a W for whoops is the best. <laughs> yes. The, the only the only thing you could say right now is like, shouldn't have said that. And w you for whoops. Wow. So we'll see how this plays out. Anyway, that is our episode of Rogue Theory. Congratulations to MT, the winner of this episode. Oh, thanks. Magnificent! <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, be sure to support this channel by subscribing. If you haven't already, hit the notification bell so you get the notifications. Check out our merch options at NeuroXersMerch.com. Follow all three of our hosts on all of their social media. You can follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody! <laughs>